The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome into Nebraska, Nebraska Preps, Preps Post, Post Game. Oh. We got some echo. We okay, Shane? Okay. All right. I think we sound uh, good now. Oh, we can re- we can restart it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, no, I'll just keep going. All right. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, gotta love live shows here. Uh, welcome into the Nebraska Preps post game. I'm Robbie Lula. That's Jacob Padilla uh, joining you here today. Today, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, good to uh, be able to do this with you. It's uh, first time. It is. We've done a lot of different forms of media together. Yeah. Uh, this is a first here, uh, so I'm excited about that. But I figure. We've done full four-hour radio shows together. We should be able to handle <laughs> a half hour on high school sports. So I'm excited to to get going. Uh, we we did have some technical issues, so uh, we are glad that cross our fingers, knock on wood, we get that uh, that we're able to stay live for 30 minutes here. Yeah. But we'll do our best. <laughs> Nothing else. A podcast should be just fine. Uh, yeah. Whether we lose internet or not, uh, that thing will keep recording. So uh, we we should be good there. Um, but. Appreciate you stick around after your show. Uh, Damon's out this week, so uh, called an audible. And uh, I, honestly, you watch more high school football week this week than I did, so figured you'd be a, a good sub for us. Yes, that is a that is a very low bar, just because you were <laughs> not able to watch any this week. I saw a little bit of stream. I saw some, caught a couple of the end of the games that you you saw as well on the streams. So yeah, so it was good to to catch those. I do appreciate that the streams are a little bit more prevalent now. You can catch up on more because otherwise if you're going out to a game on a Friday night, you're getting one game and yeah. nothing else. Um I was out at uh Omaha West Side as they um I think took care of business as an yeah. understatement yeah. against North Platte. Uh that thing was over pretty much before it started. Yeah. But um I mean we can start there if you want. Uh, how about we start with the one versus the only one versus you know, two matchup this week? You're uh, right. Damon I'm, and I teased it at the end of last week's show, and it uh, I think it kind of lived up to the hype. Uh, our friend Mike Sauter was out there, down in C two, uh, number one Norfolk Catholic, held on for or came back for a 24-19 win against number two Battle Creek there. Well, and that's a that game was interesting, <laughs> not just because it was one versus two. But there was a, I believe, <laughs> two and a half hour rain, or yeah. a, a lightning delay 
Uh, so our guy Sauter was kind of just was literally out in the cold. Well, uh, no, he uh, he got invited into oh, some that's... random person's house and was just chilling in there. Yeah, that is that was the. Sh- I was like, man, I just stayed in my car. I'm not sure I'm going into just some rando's house yeah. in some random place. And uh, but that's that Nebraska hospitality yeah. for you there. there people out there taking care of them. I, and so you always appreciate that. But that was a um, obviously a super high profile matchup. Uh, Norfolk Catholic moves to six and zero on the season. Battle Creek loses their first game. Um, what what did we learn about that one? Uh, I, I think we learned that yeah, those they're very deserving of being the top two teams in the class. Absolutely, uh, and probably uh, not a ton of difference between them. No, I mean it was I mean back and forth the entire game, and Battle Creek had a chance to end it at uh, to win it at the end. Norfolk Catholic's defense just stepped up, but it was a uh, it was seventeen thirteen Norfolk Catholic at the half. Obviously, after the the the, the weather delay, they came back and got it going again, um, and, and then uh, Battle Creek. Uh, got got a touchdown there um, to, to to take the lead, uh, and they they forced a fumble, uh, and um, uh, well then they they fumbled it, and Trent Euler recovered it at the five. Uh, or um, yeah, jeez, struggling through my notes here. Gotta I, like, I should have I should have wrote this a little bit more clearly, but. Um, yeah, but Norfolk Catholic went back in front with 35-yard touchdown early in the fourth quarter, um, and uh, that ended up being the the final score there. Um, Battle Creek blocked a Norfolk Catholic field goal with four and a half left. Um, then they they decided to punt with very little time remaining, mm. uh, and I saw a Sutter tweet about that, and I was very confused. And then they got an interception and got the ball right back. <laughs> so uh, sh- shows what I know there. The coach made a good field there. Got it back at midfield with a uh, minute and four remaining. Um, so ba- Battle Creek had a chance there to, to march down the field. But um, Norfolk Catholic ended up picking the ball back off. Trevin Suckup got the interception to, to seal the game with 49 seconds left. So um, just a wild game. Um, Carter Jansen had two passing touchdowns. Brandon Collars had one rushing touchdown. Uh, and then for uh, Battle Creek, Trent Euler, the Nebraska walk-on commit, mm-hmm. uh, 15 carries, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Had a 50-yard passing touchdown, had five tackles, and that fumble recovery. Um, so that uh, just wild back-and-forth game there. Uh, Big-time plays made on, on both ends. But in the end, Norfolk Catholic uh, held on there to, to remain at number one. Well, and certainly worthy of our guy Sauter sticking it out through the yeah. weather to uh, – to end up getting uh, getting to witness that one and, and bring, uh, I mean, a great matchup yeah. and ended up being a game that a lot of times those one versus twos don't really live up to it. That one, even with the delay, uh, probably yeah. lived up to the height. And he uh, he's had some rough, some pretty one-sided ones he's had to uh, drive out for. So I'm happy for his sake that if he had to <laughs> drive out there and then, yeah, and then sit through the weather delay that – Got a game that went right down to the wire between two great teams. See, that's a little – that's how, you know, he's more committed to this than I am <laughs> is I usually st- – not usually. I always stay in the Metro because, yeah. listen, if it's a bad game, I'm just I'm not driving two hours to get there. So yeah. we appreciate that Sauter goes and covers those things for us. It's uh, obviously a great game that deserved our coverage, so I'm glad he was able to, to see that one. Um, you want to start with Class A? Class yeah, I was going to say a less great game that you were in attendance <laughs> for uh, and another team showing they're very clearly deserving of a number one spot. Yeah, kind of unlike C, uh, Class C with 
with Norfolk Catholic and Battle Creek where, you know, you could kind of probably flip a coin and either one of those teams might be the best team in the state. Uh, Class A, pretty clear, I think, who the best team in the state is, although I know Millard South would bristle up at that yeah, assertion. A couple weeks, we'll, we'll um, find and, out. And we'll find out a week from Friday um, whether or not they have a case there. But current number one, Omaha Westside, knocked off North Platte 63-0 to zero and – it was every bit of that. I yeah. mean, they, there's really no other way to put it. Um, North Platte, uh, they had played Grand Island pretty close yeah, uh, recently. One score game, I think, the week before. And, you know, then we saw, and we'll get to Grand Island Carney later, but Grand Island Carney played really close. Uh, so that was, I mean, maybe a little surprising on the west side side that I thought North Platte may be able, especially with their uh, kind of option veer offense where – you know, that can be a challenging look for defenses because they don't see it a ton anymore. I thought they might provide a little bit more resistance, but Westside was just overwhelming. Uh, Damon's talked about this all season, just the way that this Westside team has, between the coaches and the players themselves, kind of motivated themselves each week. And obviously North Platte, a year ago, beat them. That yeah. was the one loss. and Out in North Platte, yeah. which is a brutal trip. Yep. And so – uh, this year, they, they very much had that in mind. Yes. And I yeah. think the, the final score indicates that, that they were no worries about this team kind of sleepwalking through a game. Uh, they've been no. able to get up every single game, take care of business. Well, North Platte lost a ton of guys yeah. from oh, last yeah. year, too. Oh, so, I some, mean, you some know. dudes. Yeah. It's yeah. a completely different team. But, I mean, but still. I think the, the, yeah, the margin of victory and the way Westside plays, again, just shows like these guys are locked in. They're on a mission. And. Uh, North Platte just happened to be uh, the team that caught them last year, so they got the got the the their wrath this week or this past week. But yeah, I mean, obviously the all the regular characters played well for Omaha West Side. Obviously, Kayla Benning, uh, Anthony Rezac, my 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 personal hero. Um, that Nine to thirteen for 125 yards passing and three touchdowns and three carries for 68 yards and a touchdown rushing. So, yeah, honestly, kind again. of disappointing rushing numbers <laughs> to be. <laughs> Sixteen touches, uh, and six again, touchdowns, almost, yeah, uh, or four, four touchdowns uh, on sixteen touches yes, and almost yeah. two hundred yards. Again, they, that'll do. They don't. Well, they didn't need him to do much because Jamez Ross, fourteen carries, one hundred and seventy-three yards and a touchdown. He ran the uh, ball really well uh, on Friday. Um, obviously, Caleb played well again. Uh, you had. Um, Teddy Rezac play well also on defense, and, and, of course, Christian Jones as well. So 15 tackles for loss as a team, uh, and an interception for Benning, mm -hmm. and a fumble recovery for Christian Jones. Uh, Bo Ryan led the way with 11 tackles, three for loss. That defense did just so many playmakers on that side of the ball. And then on offense, so Trevor Spady, uh, Christian Jones, and Caleb Benning all had a receiving touchdown. Mm -hmm. And Ashton uh, Matoya, Brody Gock, and Garrett Anglum all had rushing touchdowns. <laughs> six touchdowns by six different players there. That's in addition to the uh, the, the Rezac rushing touchdown. Well, and then you had uh, Christian Jones. That fumble recovery was returned for a touchdown. So, <laughs> it was stripped by Benning, picked <laughs> up go. by Jones, and he housed it. And I got to tell you, once that kid's running, you're not catching him. Yeah. Uh, Benning, uh, Caleb had kind of a uh, – it was kind of a funny moment where – uh, so he ripped the ball out and then just kind of pointed and walked to the sideline because he saw Christian Jones pick it up, and he knew nobody yeah. was catching that dude. So uh, dominant performance. Obviously, they've got a ton of playmakers on both sides yeah. of the ball. Um, that's the reason they've been the number one team in the state all year and, and de deservedly so. Yeah. Um, 
Anything else on that one? No, I think we're good there. Number two, uh, Millard South uh, got, a, got a bit of a scare uh, at uh, down in Seacrest against uh, uh, another top ten team in Lincoln East. Yeah. Another one our friend Sauter was at. Thursday night game on that one. Yeah. That one got a little chippy, too. A little – I mean, that's and that's being yeah. – underselling it yeah well uh so i uh i went to i was covering volleyball um that night and then went over out in elkhorn went over to dj's dugout is five minutes away from elkhorn north to, mm-hmm. to catch the end of the packers game just because uh i was close enough yeah, <laughs> might as well. that, they, they pulled off something crazy that the previous week i didn't get to see the second <laughs> half so uh, i was like well let's see, let's see how this goes but uh pulled up my phone and was sitting there and was like oh wow Lincoln East has the lead. Yeah, it was what, 21-17 uh, in the yeah, fourth quarter? 21-17 early fourth quarter. And then here's what happened for Millard South in about the next four-minute span. Yeah, so they end up scoring 28 points in the fourth quarter, and it this was All a pretty ra- rapid sequence it, here. So basically immediately after that, uh, um, Jet Tamawa to uh, Isaac Jensen, 28-yard touchdown. All right, got the ball back. Jet Tamala to Amarion Jackson, 61-yard touchdown. Okay, uh, forced a punt. Uh, Amarion Jackson, 69-yard punt return touchdown. <laughs> okay, and then Dylan Cool, 58-yard pick six. Yeah. So all that. So they got a punt return, a uh, a pick six, and two receiving touchdowns in four uh, All in the span of four minutes to turn that game from a deficit for Millard South to a no doubt uh, more than doubling them up. Um, so that just absolutely wild game. And it's a, su- I mean, it's a super deceiving score, right? Cause if you're yeah. not aware of what happened and how it looked, you look at 45, 21 and you're like, Oh, Miller, in control. Day, Miller yeah. South out at it again, literally we're losing in the fourth quarter and then had a crazy uh, turn of events. Miller South has had a couple of those this year. I was out at when they played Elkhorn yeah. South earlier this year and you know, you almost want to call it fluky, but when they do it consistently, it's hard to call it that yeah. um, between the pick sixes, special teams touchdowns, defensive touchdowns. Um, you know, you can make that your calling card, and if you can do it consistently, then uh, obviously that's, you know, you can't put it in the fluky category anymore, and that's sort of what Millard South has proven throughout the year, not to mention you've got guys like Amarion Jackson who is turning into a really, yeah. really good player. Yeah, that, that Tomala to Jackson uh, sophomore connection has just been getting better week by week. Tomala 17 to 27 for 278 yards, three touchdowns. Did have a pick, but also had a 13-yard run. Hasn't really been a guy that's used his legs this year. Yeah. Um, still, the sophomore Gabe Pruk is still filling in at running back, 21 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, or, uh, and five catches for 79 yards uh, through the air. Uh, he's been a really good dual threat option for them, um, catching passes out of the backfield in addition to running the ball with Nolan Feller still injured. Um, Jackson, two catches, 81 yards and a touchdown. Isaac Jensen, five catches, 56 yards and a touchdown. And he's a guy that he hasn't necessarily put up the, the, the volume, mm-hmm. but he's another guy as a sophomore, 6'5", big body, basketball player, good job at going up and um, kind of fending guys off to catch contested balls. He's another really good option for them. Um, had a big game in this one. And then cool. Dude, it's just we talk about that defensive line and mm-hmm. the way those guys wreck shop up front. You mentioned J.R. Laquana and Aiden Miller and, and those guys, but uh, cool on that back end. Like he, he was a, the guy who had the the, the pick six yeah. against Elkhorn South. Um, he could be a ago. game changer. He's made. He had uh, I think 
multiple picks, including another pick six when uh, we had heard at sports big game a couple weeks ago. I think it was yes, the Gretna game that maybe. Was, um, um, yeah, that was when they were at Gretna. Yeah. They won 38-7, yeah. to seven, um, and he, I believe, got the, the big game chain yeah. on that one. So cool. Uh, had a receiving touchdown and a, the, the pick six to scoring on both ends uh, of the field. So um, just really impressive all-around performance by them. Um, Lincoln East, uh, Jeter Worley, uh, a quarterback, 13-31, 96 yards, two touchdowns, uh, but uh, that pick in the fourth quarter had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, so he had, he had a tough day yardage-wise moving the ball, but mm-hmm. did score three touchdowns. Dash Bowman, uh 17 carries for 74 yards, but they kept him uh, locked up in the passing game, and that's mm-hmm. been—he's been one of the best all-around offensive performers. Every week, it's huge receiving and rushing total for them. Uh, and Miller South did a good job to take that part of his game away. Sure, that defense uh, has been really good this year. Yeah, and then Landon Lingenfeld there had four catches, 60 yards, and two touchdowns for for East. So East uh, remains uh, there at number seven. Uh, the, the coaches didn't really knock them for sure. that loss, and, and rightfully, r- so. rightfully so. Yeah. So. Uh, real quick before we move on to number three, Millard South at Col- or has Columbus. That's uh, an away game for them this week. West side is at Kearney. Both of them on the road this week. Kearney's a probably much tougher test yeah. than Columbus this week, but they're on a collision course for each other two weeks for, or a week from Friday, so a week and a half from now. Um, so that I, I have to imagine that'll be the big game of the week for her at. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you'll be there as well. Yeah, it's a, that's a pretty fair bet that, uh, that I'll be there for that one. So. I will be at the Devaney Center. Well, I'll uh, be sure to send you some, <laughs> some photos or texts or whatever we got there. So uh, moving on to number three, uh, the other two Millard schools, yeah. Millard West and Millard North. This game was pretty close as well, maybe closer than some people thought. Millard North coming off their first win of the season against Lincoln Southeast actually held a fourth quarter or uh, a third quarter lead yeah. against Millard West 21 to 14 but we're unable to hang yeah. on. Millard West ends up winning that one 28-21. Yeah, it, 20, uh, 21-21 late in third quarter um, when um, Brody Peterson hit Jackson Williams for a 42-yard touchdown. And that dude is an absolute game-breaker in every Incredible way. Incredible player. Uh, five, he touched the ball five times for 199 yards and three touchdowns, according to our friend Gary Sharp, who was on the TV broadcast for that. Uh, just uh, un- unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they – the running game, the passing game, like they they just and Brody Peterson's played really well this year yeah. as well too. Yes, yeah, so they've had a, that that uh, that combo of uh, quarterback, uh, running back, and um, receiver for them has just done the heavy lifting and been really tough for teams to deal with. And um, yeah, I mean Miller, Miller North had a chance um, that they basically had the ball one last drive. Um, this was a crazy sequence of plays, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I so I texted you after so third down, third and fourteen, I believe. Yeah, and Miller uh, North ran a uh, quarterback keeper around the left end, like just spun around and run off the end, got a tackle at the line, no gain. I'm like, I that's think they <laughs> were hoping to get half of it, yeah. right? And to, I, I think the plan was to go for it on fourth down, and they were trying to basically cut the yardage yeah. in half. So I kind of understood. Especially your Miller North, yeah. you don't pass the ball great. But then they come out with this crazy fourth down play yeah. that where it's a, I, it's a handoff to Vermoss or, yeah. or a pitch to Vermoss. 
in the backfield. So he's coming around like an end around, gets the ball, and then throws it, gets drilled, by the way, and throws it to Mooberry downfield, who makes one of the better high school catches I think I've ever seen. I... I, I tweeted afterward, um, that dude has to have the highest highlight to reception oh, ratio yeah. I've ever seen. Like, he every catch is <laughs> a circus catch. Yes, his ball skills are actually incredibly good. We don't see it a lot because yeah. of the offense he's in um, with Miller North there, and he gets a lot of his attention for what he does on the defensive side of the ball as a safety there. But, man, when you talk – like. He is so good at going and getting the ball. And this, like I said, it's probably one of the best high school catches I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and so they converted on first down, but then ended up in fourth down situation again. Weren't second able time to convert. didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and so they end up dropping that one uh, 28-21 to Millard West. Yeah. So Millard West still sitting there at 5-1, and one, just the one loss to Millard South. One um, point, first game of the season. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, and they go to uh, Lincoln Southeast, uh, Millard North. They've had a really rough start, really rough schedule, and they didn't play – they didn't perform well during the, that rough start either, but they've gotten better week to week, and they're starting to um, – well, And you wonder a little bit, like, if they had been able to pull off that Creighton prep game, yeah. um, how much does that change their fortunes a little bit? Because I think it did take them a while to gain their confidence. This group of guys that's – pretty talented for them still only juniors it seems like they've been playing forever but this isn't even a senior class yet so you wonder if that might have changed their fortune a little bit but uh, obviously there's no way to know that but their schedule does lighten up for them a little bit they've got Omaha Bryan this week yep so kind of speeding along here uh Elkhorn South at number four took care of business 51-7 at Fremont held them under 150 total yards um obviously this the schedule lightened up but uh after losing Carson Rahner um Elkhorn South has kind of just been able to kind of settle in and let, let Madden Riggs kind of take over at quarterback, um, lead them forward. They, they, they love it. their first kind of real test since losing Ronner, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they lost him in that one game, and that was uh, against, against Central. Um, that was a tough game. But uh, they, they, they host Grand Island on Friday, who's at number nine in the poll this week. Um, after Grand Island uh, gave Carney a scare, gave number five. It, gave them everything yeah. they could handle in that one. And that one's, you know, I, I think Carney is probably better than Grand Island, but that's a rivalry game that they always play super close out there. It ends up 10-7 in favor of Carney. Yeah, Grand Island was up uh, 7-0 at halftime, and then Carney uh, won the second half uh, 10-0, hit uh, Jake Craigle at the, the game-winning field goal in the fourth quarter, 25 yards. Um uh, not not a great day for Griffin Novacek, who's been really good uh, for them at quarterback. But Eli Randolph, 107 yards on nine carries. Um, Abel Molina had a 35-yard passing touchdown. Mm. Um, and Carter Lee was on the receiving end of that. Is a good receiver for them. Uh, Bodie Albers uh, led the offense for Grand Island, 170 yards passing and a touchdown, 45 yards rushing. Um and so now Carney, uh, like mentioned, will um, will host Omaha Westside there uh, on Friday. So six and zero versus six and zero. We're going to be losing an unbeaten team at that point. And that'll be really interesting because I mean we know how challenging it is a lot of times when these metro teams have to go out into central or western Nebraska on those road trips. Um, that's what happened to Westside last year in their only loss of the season. Went out to a pretty good North Platte team, a team they probably yeah. should have beat though but they weren't able to focus in and get the win there. So I'm sure this one's really high on their radar uh, going into the Millard South game. But 
you do have to wonder, these are kids, you wonder how much there might be a little bit of a look ahead. We'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yep. Um, kind of speeding through here, Omaha North, 69 nothing against Omaha Northwest. Don't need to Not a lot to get into there. <laughs> in the Vista, 55 nothing uh, against Burke, and now they've got a tough one on Friday. Um, uh, Papillion in the Vista sitting there at number eight. Um, Payton Prestito, 14 carries, 164 yards, and four touchdowns. Pretty good game. Uh, He's really, really good. Eric Ingerson caught a touchdown, had a couple of sacks, fresh off his flip to Nebraska. I'll say Nebraska uh, commit yeah. Eric Ingerson. Uh, and then uh, we already mentioned Grand Island. The um, Kind of the, the other big game in Class A on Friday was uh, Bellevue West against Gretna. Uh, and Bell West offense still, they're struggling to get it off the ground, but I got to say, their defense has kind of come along now. It really has. I've been impressed. And they, they pulled out a 14-13 win uh, against the um, the Dragons there. and um, Late it, touchdown yeah. pass from Kalen to, to McMorris. Uh, McMorris, I believe it was about 30 yards, 31 yards maybe. 31-yard touchdown, yep. Um, he engineered, I, I believe it was a 90-yard drive um, to, like that, yeah. uh, to, to get them in the position to have that touchdown pass. So, um, you know, if you're a – if you're a Nebraska fan, you're looking for some positives from Kalen, what's been a, a little bit of a tough year for him, statistically speaking. And for Bellevue West, frankly, they had high expectations and they've already got three losses on the year. Um, that was a really big win for them. Yep. Um, Isaiah Weber, 21 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown on offense and nine tackles, including three for loss on defense for Gretna. He continues to have a fantastic season. But that Bell West defense managed to, to, to limit their their uh, offense, their them to uh, two touchdowns uh, and – Again, extra point ends up mat, uh, mattering in that one, uh, just like that Millard battle early in the season. High school kickers, man, it's, yep. it can be tough out there. Although, you know, we see it in college and, and NFL too, yeah. so it's really not uh, really not isolated to them. You want to hop into Class B? Uh, real quick, the Central uh, Prep. Uh, oh, that's battle. right, I forgot that about that. Was the other one we were best, watching? It. Yeah, maybe the best game of the of the week. 34-28 overtime win yeah. for Prep, and uh, Prep was up 28-20 uh, after a kickoff return touchdown late. Um, Omaha Central marched down the field and scored, then converted the two points, um, uh, a couple of short rushes there to, to tie it up mm -hmm. and send it to overtime. Central got the ball first, fumble, prep recovers, and then uh, uh, Coniglio hits Jacob Ruby for a touchdown there to, to win it in uh, the overtime there. So Coniglio's not going to get a lot of headlines. He's not probably going to get a ton of recruiting attention, but I low-key kind of really like him as a high school quarterback. There's He's some tough. things he does really well. He's tough, and uh, just a junior, I believe, has stepped in last year, kind of yeah. won the job midseason as a, as a sophomore. Um, so, yeah, they're preps, again, just kind of Miller North, a team that – Really tough schedule, but um, they're up to three and four now. Yeah. They're they're kind of finding their way along. Yeah, getting getting ready for that that playoff positioning there. Um, yeah, like you said, jumping up to or down to Class B there. Um, just yep. not not a not a, basically um, everything went kind of according to seed. Um, no, no upsets there. Um, yeah, Bennington knocked off Blair to stay undefeated. Um, you know, top ten. Match, uh, I think it's a top ten. Waverly Scott's Bluff. That that was, uh, yeah, that. So, um, yeah, Scott sixty-two six against Pius. Uh, just yeah. Scott, just man, <laughs> Scott is a wagon right now. They are just running over everybody. And that, I mean, and their only loss on the season. There's a reason they're number two with a loss, even though you've got some undefeated yeah. teams to find them. That Bennington game is, I 
I have a feeling that motivated him a bit the rest yeah. of the year. Be interesting to see kind of the uh, the energy in that one if we see them mashing it, up in the postseason. I kind of hope we do. But yeah, you met. There were two top uh, top five teams that um, faced tough uh, competition there. Um, Waverly moved up. Uh, Elkhorn North moved jumped back up to number three this week after a thirty five seventeen win against mm-hmm. Elkhorn, and Waverly kind of dropped to number four uh, with a twenty seven thirteen win. Uh, uh, at Scotts Bluff, which, I mean, I I think Waverly probably still deserves to be number three, but Elkhorn North is having a great season as well. Yeah, um, both still both six and zero, still undefeated on the season. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's there's not. I don't know that there's probably a ton of difference, but it's always kind of hard to drop a team even when they stay undefeated yeah. and, and do their job. Jet Tinglehoff, 113 yards and two touchdowns uh, for for Elkhorn North in that one. Uh, Tommy Mechna had a receiving touchdown. Uh, he's having a great season for them as well. And then Waverly was up 27 nothing against Scottsbluff in the first half. Uh, just came out and punched them yeah. in the mouth. They had a they intercepted a screen pass and took it back to the house. There, uh, so th- that Waverly defense, they're for real. Uh, but Scottsbluff kind of got something going a little bit in the second half, but dug themselves too big of a hole. Um, Nolan Moss, uh, 191 yards passing and a touchdown. Um, and uh, they, as a team, um, 27 carries for 82 yards and, and, and a touchdown. Um, so Scottsbluff did a good job of kind of keeping their running game in check, which is the strength of that team. Uh, Drew Moser had runs at uh, 26 and 16 with a touchdown. So that's the chunk of the, the yardage there as well. Sure. But um, you give up a defensive touchdown and uh, a couple of passing touchdowns there. Um, the Bra- uh, Brayden Kuoma had the, uh, had the pick six there. Um, but um, Sebastian Boyle, 26 carries, 148 yards and a touchdown. He's continuing to have a great season there. Scottsdale defense had 11 tackles for loss and a pick uh, and just – couldn't quite muster enough offense there. But that's a team that got off to a great start, has hit a tough run of uh, really quality opponents and hasn't been able to get a win. But nobody wants to see uh, the Bearcats moving forward. I don't think anybody wants to see Plattsmith either. No, they're, they're playing pretty good ball right now. 55-21. Uh, Gabe Villamonte, 10 of 11 for 152 yards and a touchdown. The only incompletion was a pick. So uh, all 11 of his passes were caught. <laughs> Didn't hit the ground. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dominic Bersolino, 19 carries, 123 yards, and four touchdowns. And Ethan Walker, seven catches, 141 yards, or seven carries, 141 yards, and, and a touchdown, three catches for 33 yards. Um, so really impressive offensive performance. Uh, Gage Olson, the five catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the other um, kind of close result there, York, 41-20 at Gretna East, uh, Norris 63-20 uh, against Beatrice, but Grand Island Northwest barely held on against Hastings, 29-28 there, um, despite Camden Jensen chucked that thing 40 times, we had 20 of them for 227 yards and three touchdowns, also carried the ball 13 times for 83 yards, so their quarterback basically was their offense. Yeah, no kidding. Chase Wiegert, his favorite uh, target, 115 yards on six catches and a touchdown, uh, a couple other guys had uh, receiving touchdowns there. Uh, and then Seward uh, at number nine, 61-12 win against Lincoln Northwest. Another big game for Treston Haas, um, who had uh, three touchdowns, 143 yards passing, and 111 yards rushing there. Um, so that uh, – and, and then uh, uh, we already mentioned Scottsbluff dropped to number 10 after that loss, so they're still hanging in there. So yep, those, those not, are the results in B. Not a ton of top 10 matchups coming up this week in Class B. I think York and Seward might be yep. the only one. Correct. Um, that is on Friday at York. 
Uh, so we will look forward to a pretty good, uh, pretty decent slate of, of Class A games this week. Maybe not uh, not quite as strong of a straight slate in Class B, though. Yep. Got some uh, shout-outs here to get us out of here on. I normally keep this to 11-man because it's hard to comp uh, compare 11 yeah. versus the, the lower classes, but... What Ainsworth uh, Senior Carter <laughs> Nelson did. Uh, hey, I've heard a, of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> needs recognition. We haven't talked about him much this season, but 11 of 14 passing for 155 yards and touchdown. Okay. Not bad. Uh, 16 carries for 120 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, Pretty wow. good. Uh, two catches for 31 yards, um, 10 tackles, two interceptions, and 75 return yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a fumble recovery and a defensive touchdown. Just literally ripped the ball out of a guy's hands and ran it back the, the, the length of the field. Yep, I think uh, I saw a clip of that one. He, he, he also was their kicker. Seven kickoffs, including three touchbacks. <laughs> uh, he had two punts of uh, 57 and 42 yards that both landed in the 20 uh, in a 60-8 to eight win uh, against Elgin Pope John. So literally everything a guy can do on the the field he did on friday night absolutely you love to see it obviously coming to nebraska next year which we also love yeah. to see uh auburn senior maverick binder 22 carries for 242 uh, yards and four touchdowns um also had a 27 yard punt return and a 13 yard kickoff return and a 40 26 win uh at uh there for the the uh lincoln christian there for the uh, for Auburn there. Uh, talked about him a lot in basketball, but uh, getting it done on the gridiron as well. Um, Wahoo Newman Jr., Connor Booth, we basically mention him every single week now. The season he's putting together. Kind junior of Junior Nebraska commit. Yeah. yeah. I think there are people like, really? Kid from Wahoo committing on scholarship as a junior? Watch uh, this kid play. He, he gets it done. 19 carries, 242 yards, four touchdowns. Also had a four-yard receiving touchdown and a tackle for loss and a 56-23 win uh at North Bend Central. And frankly, that's kind of a mediocre game. He had 200 <laughs> yards in the first quarter <laughs> in a yeah. game this year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, excited to see more of Connor Booth for sure. Mitchell Jr., Des Smith, 20 carries for 246 yards and five touchdowns. Also converted a two-point uh, opportunity. Uh, had two kickoff returns for uh, 49 yards. Had an interception and broke up four passes there in a 65-30 win at Alliance. Uh, Lincoln Lutheran sophomore Braxton Glines, 18 for 25 for 343 yards and three touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown uh, in a 38-13 win at Centennial. Um, Oakland Craig Jr., Braylon Anderson, 16 of 19 for 272 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, also had three rush or two rushing touchdowns on three carries. Converted a uh, uh, two-point try in a 56 win uh, at Fremont Bergen. And finally, Broken Bow senior uh, quarterback, Eli Cobble. So originally, there was a t uh, mistake on Matt Trust, and I looked this up. They attributed their entire team total to him. So they had 52 <laughs> rushes for 440 <laughs> yards rushing. And I'm like, wait, that can't be That's right. not right. Uh, no, he only had uh, 14 carries for 219 yards and three touchdowns. Also completed four of his six passes for 58 yards and another touchdown. Blocked a field goal. Six kickoffs, went 5-5 five five on PATs in a 43-19 win at Holdridge there. What a excellent group of standouts this week. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for letting me join you here today on the Nebraska Preps postgame show. Uh, Jacob will be back next week to keep you filled in on everything going on in the Nebraska high school. This season, it's football. Uh, he or This part of the CEC year, it's football season. So it'll be all football for the next couple weeks and then I'm excited. We're almost to the basketball season. Almost. You know that's what I love 
as well. So thanks for joining us, Jacob. Thank you for letting me hang out with you. We'll have more Nebraska Preps post game next week. A Heard at Sports Network production.